This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Breaking news for when we record, yeah. Place today in the AFC North, uh, the Steelers today uh, making a pair of moves, re-signing both Vince Williams uh, and Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the signing of Williams, that period, that two or three day period at the start of free agency, when things, you know, Tyson Alulu signs with the Jaguars. Yeah, all the news, Williams, right, right, Vince right. Williams, well, you know, Mike Hilton signs, all this stuff happening. People were freaking out. The Steelers were losing all these snaps off their defense. Another starter on defense is gone, right? And I kept saying, hey, let's pass the brakes here and let's see what happens with all of this before sure. we, before we lose our minds. Um, and as it turns out, Tyson Lulu changes his mind. Right. To the Steelers. Vince Williams coming back to the Steelers. They re-signed Cam Sutton at that same period. It's not much different. They lost... You lose Bud Dupree. You lose Bud Dupree. And you knew that. They released Stephen And Hilton. you knew you weren't going to bring Hilton and Sutton back. Right. You know, I mean, that, that was yeah. plan four, two. So, really, off of your defense, you've now lost Stephen Nelson. Dupree and, and Hilton. And Hilton. Right, right, right. And you have an in-house replacement for Hilton or Nelson. You're not both, but one or the two with, with right. Sutton. Um, right. And that's not unusual. I mean, that's not much different than most years. <laughs> you know? Really? Right. That, that, I mean. And they're not elite players. Uh, they're good players. Right. No, they're not. Yeah. Bud's yeah. On, the, on the elite. Yeah. Edge, but he's not. What, I mean, they drafted his replacement if, last if year. If you were doing the hierarchy of Steelers defenders, he would have been, what, four or five last year? Yeah. I mean, but probably five, yeah, yeah, in that neighborhood. And good player on a good defense. Absolutely. Um, and made huge money, and he's also you're also going to yield a comp pick for that, too. Um, there was rumors that Avery Williamson was going to be – the, the news. Uh, yeah. So I was shocked when it was Vince that popped up. But we were talking off the air. They're very similar. Your hunch, I think is how you said it, was they probably offered both a similar contract and whoever bid on it first, great. Well, they, they said, they told Avery Williamson, hey, we, we, because this is the time of year, actually Stephen Nelson put the tweet out yesterday, I can't remember, that, that said essentially the teams are bargain shopping right now. Oh, Yeah. So you put you can pick up some values right yeah, now, right? So I, I think, and the Steelers have cap space, right? They had they had cap space. I, I think the way it worked, you know, I think dollar for donuts uh, being equal, they would prefer to get Vince Williams back because he knows the defense better, mm-hmm. defensive play caller for them, all that stuff, right? That they said, okay, uh, a, we're going to make you, we're going to offer Vince, but we're also talking to Avery's people in case Vince decides that he doesn't want to come back mm-hmm. because that honestly a lot of times in situations like this Steelers release Vince Williams because he was making too much money he was making too much money right it takes a little bit of you have to swallow your pride a little bit then to take a, a lesser deal to come back to the same team a little bit but 
such is life. I mean, they're still your friends, you know, right. that you play with and the familiarity and um, who's to say how many calls he got after getting right. getting let go. There's some rumors that I just read a second ago that he turned down other offers from other teams. That might be true, but it's probably not millions different. Yeah, they were probably <laughs> you know I mean? very right. similar, very you know, similar one-year deals. deals. That I've been successful here. I like the coaching staff. I'm going to have the same group coaching me up. I don't have to sell my house. Right, right, right. I mean, there's families involved in this stuff, too, in personal world. And he's got a good gig. Um, yeah, he played a lot of snaps here. I, I don't know. We're, we're talking about this you know, for the first time. I don't think this changes their draft needs at all. No. I mean, I, I, again, if it's a one-year deal, which is I'm assuming that's what it is. I would imagine, yeah. Um, you know, you've got Robert Spillane there. Again, uh-huh. you, you'd rather, you, you would like to upgrade that position next to Devin Bush. To the point, at, at the very least, that if something were to happen to Bush again, you're not it's putting better. you're you're putting a better product on the field out there behind him. Yeah, right, 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 right. You mentioned Spillane. I don't think this is a ringing endorsement for him. No, I think he's a four. You know, Bush ideally, yeah, yeah, a special teams guy, which is he's a very right. good special team. I think That's he's an NFL player. I think he's Tyler Matakevich. Maybe slightly more. I'd rather athletic. have him on defense than Medicavich. Yeah, slightly know. more athletic than yeah. Medicavich. Better but, size. You know, but right. that's what he. Is. When I noticed him in training camp two years ago, I said, mm-hmm. "This guy's got something." You know, he's I got a chance. I, I think he's a more athletic Tyler Medicavich. That's yep. what he is. But right, <laughs> you Where know, Vince is not an athlete and, and not a modern day linebacker, but he's very familiar. You could clearly and his above the neck play is is way better. He's just seen so much more than those guys. Much different than Bush. You know, he's obviously a very accomplished blitzer. He stuffs the run. You play the Browns and Ravens four times a year, if not more. You know, right? Yeah, he might start those games and play a lot of snaps. Where if you play Kansas City, he doesn't. You know, I mean, it depends. But if Jamin Davis falls the second round, still taking him. Right, yeah. I mean, you can still upgrade <laughs> still that position. An athlete, and, yeah. you know, Devin Bush is going into year three. What happens if, you Good know, point, right. you decide He's old down, already. down, yeah, the, right, down yeah. the road that, hey, we want to move on. You know, we're not going to pick up his fifth-year option or whatever or, happens. Or more there. injuries. Ensue, or more or injuries, yeah. Right, right. you got to have, to me, you know, and, and that's why they drafted Ulysses Gilbert, sure. who was very similar athletically to Devin Bush. He's, mm-hmm. he's not the player that Devin Bush is. But you hope that you had two of those athletes, you know, those yeah. those quick, fast inside linebackers. That's why you move Marcus Allen. Oh, sure. To, to, I mean, as a safety, maybe he's not the fastest safety, but as an inside linebacker, he's a pretty yeah, fast. Ins- yeah, right, he's right, a right. pretty fast inside linebacker. Speed in the middle of the field, right? Uh, and I bet they do draft one. Maybe it isn't an early round and pick. It, we've but talked it's about be the depth. Can run. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the depth at that position in this draft. You can get guys into maybe even the fifth and sixth round that are. That are good athletes. Yeah, that are, that are, that are yeah, prospects. Coach yeah. them up and 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 see what they are. Yeah, and again, you have before these two moves, fourteen million ish of cap space. They probably didn't put much of a dent in that. No, and, with and the with the displacement and everything else, you probably you probably shaved one one point five off your cap. Something like that. I mean, yeah. we get the Dobbs here in a minute, but I mean, you can. That's 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 good. For what? The, how many snaps Vince might play? Yeah. I mean, he played sixty percent plus last year. Mm-hmm. The year before, not as many because they don't want Vince Williams on the field. I say, I think they they'd love thirty three, forty. You right? Know, yeah. Anything, there's right, a there's right. a purpose there. Yeah. But but there's still you got to drop someone out there for those forty percent snaps. Right. I mean, yeah. Still four hundred snaps or whatever. Yeah. And you don't know who you're going to get in the draft. So the familiarity of it all adds up. It, it's not a big investment. You know. Right. It really isn't. No. 
Um, as for the Dobbs situation, I think that does affect what they do in the draft. Like there's no chance they sign a quarterback or draft a quarterback. Because now they have four. Now they have four. Do you think I'd like to see his contract? Is he guaranteed to make the team? No, no. Okay, I, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of like him and Haskins are fighting for that third spot. Yeah, I guess if Haskins is a wash, you just you go got back to you got Dobbs, and you know mm-hmm. you you know who he is. He He's knows very your much offense. The bird in the hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't given the Dobbs one a lot of thought. I was a little shocked when it came across because and, you, you know if if you went into it with three, at the very least, and after the draft is over, you're signing a quarterback because you need that fourth arm. You have at least four in camp. Yeah. Right, right, right. So okay. with, I mean, with Dobbs back, you investment. probably don't do that unless somebody falls into your lap. Mm-hmm. You know. No, I think you're right. Is are any of them practice squad eligible? Uh, with the way the rules have changed now, I you don't get remember. you get four, I believe, that are who are veteran guys. I, I would think that Dobbs would I be would eligible. Think Haskins might even be eligible. He I may, don't know. He, he may have started to too many into. games. I don't know. Okay. How that, you know, I'd have to look at the rules. And we usually what we do with that is at the start of training camp. Um, Kevin Colbert will come back and talk to us off the record, and we'll run down the entire roster of who's, who is and who, who, is, and who isn't based okay. on that year's rules it's because it changes from year to year. And it's not there's not a website you can just go to and it'll tell you either. It's, right, it's not easy to find. But Dobbs has been Dobbs should be practice squad eligible. Okay, yeah. So I mean, yeah. you would think you'd like to have four on the roster total when things roll around. They typically they typically day. don't. Mm-hmm. They typically have the the Third. three quarterbacks and they keep them all on the active roster. Yeah. The thing with Devlin Hodges a couple of years ago was uh, last year was different because of the yeah, well, I guess pandemic. That's a good point. And Haskins might be a knucklehead. He might not be someone they can count on, or he might come in and look great. And yeah. then Dobbs is. Well, that's the other. Th- that's the other great thing about bringing Dobbs in to fill that that fourth spot. If you were bringing in a number four guy before, he's going to learn your offense. Yes, and you got to spend more time. You got to spend time working with him. Now you That's can spend that time working with Haskins, right? Like, and you don't have to worry about your number four guy, and they can—they're going to be on equal footing. He's super smart, been around the block, knows the offense back and forth. And it's not going to change that much under Canada, but he does run better than all the other ones. There's that, yeah, without question. Um, there's times during the duck period that they would have killed to have Hodges or, or Dobbs, Dobbs, yeah, you know, and. and I think that's the best point is, yeah, he'll get snaps, but he's not going to eat into all the snaps that Rudolph and Haskins are going to get, no. you know, in week one of the preseason, right. things like that. Yeah. You know, they're going to get a lot of valuable snaps to evaluate them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking at the uh, the big signing in the AFC North, and we talked a little bit about this one. Yeah, on I kind of expected it. Uh, $10 million for and Clowney. Up to is what I saw. Yeah, well, I think it's an $8 million plus $2 oh, wow. million in incentives. Wow, okay. So That's a lot. It's a lot of money. I mean, so they've, they've paid. And I saw uh, Tony Grossi put out the tweet that the, the Browns now have five former number one picks on their defensive front. One of them is okay. Tack, Tack McKinley. McKinley and, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right. And he got I caught mean, twice. Right. Big whoop. <laughs> Right, Sheldon Richardson's another one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, decent player, but not. Number. I mean, they have two first overall picks. Yeah, to think of it, you know, Clowney hasn't quite lived up to that. Actually, they have three because three total on the team. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. I was thinking about that. And they now have, I, I believe, the the other part of it was they have they have ten first round draft picks on their roster. Doesn't shock me. They've yeah. been bad forever, and they had multiple firsts. But like, and, yeah, right, right. But right. only like four of them were were actually drafted by them. Okay, <laughs> I see what you're saying. I mean, Njoku and obviously Mayfield, and I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's something. I mean, 
when in doubt, I would bring in a high pedigree player and hope you can coach them up and you know, revive their career. And, you know, we kind of laugh at Clowney now for two years in a row, but he's not bad. I mean, no, I'm not, I, I mean, he's he certainly back to game, certainly better than what the Browns had. Yeah, especially post Vernon injury. And, you know, but right. I don't I don't know how much a how much you can trust him to be on the field. I don't at all. Right. Right. And and B. Is he worth that kind of money? Now they they I also saw a thing where they, they may have to t- ask like Richardson to take a pay cut or release him to mm-hmm. sign Clowney. Well, then if that happens, and you didn't help your team, not really. And I don't especially have a real in, especially with in this draft, by the way. Right, that's what I was sitting here thinking. Is so how did they set themselves up for the draft? Because nearly every mock you see had them taking an edge guy, and there yeah. was. You should be four or five in that neighborhood that works out. Phillips or Rousseau or Pay or whoever yeah. they like or who's available. Ojolari or whoever right. it is. Yeah. But if you're weaker at tackle and you eliminated the end need, that doesn't line up with the draft at all. No. I mean, it's the total opposite. Yeah. I mean, are you then taking Christian Barmore at 25 just because? And maybe, but that's a little overdrafting. And is he ready to play 85% of the snaps yet? Probably not. Don't know. He's never done right, it. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, I still think a D lineman would be in play for them. Yeah, yeah. Clowney could pay off big. I mean, he, oh, it's it's a it's could. a it's a it's a swing for the fence. There's no it doubt is. about that. Um, and, and the Browns are doing a lot awful lot of that. Um, but the Titans did that last year. Yeah, with the same guy, and it didn't work out. And it was even later in the process. I mean, remember last year, nobody really wanted him a year ago. Right. You know, I mean, he he loomed out there for a long time. Had Houston had dealt him to Seattle. And then he loomed out there forever. Titans signed him. Didn't want to bring him back. They gave him thirteen million dollars. They gave him a lot of money, right? And he's made he's, again. We, I looked this up on money. He's made sixty-seven million dollars in his career. Overall pick, and and now you're you're tacking another. He'll be up to seventy-five million now. Yeah. And what's wow. he what's he really done? I mean, what's he have twenty-five sacks in his career, something yeah. like that? I'm guessing. Yeah. You're right around there. Yeah, and missed a lot of missed games. It, it could pay off. He would not be a guy I would invest in, and I think we both agree on that. Yeah. Two years running, and you're on four teams in four less than four years is a red flag. Yeah, something's wrong. Right, right. Like if his if he hadn't been the first overall pick in the draft, does he get signed to that many teams? I don't think. Yeah. Or, you know, Although McKinley keep... has. Yeah, he's they signed two. They've too. they've sent, they've signed their two big solutions at edge. Yeah, are signing two guys who've been on four different teams in two years. In a sh- very short <laughs> amount of time. And those guys, the old team didn't want to bring him back. Is the key. You get to know him. You're with him every day. I'm like, eh, we can. Yeah, we can live without that guy. Right, right. And he's not worth it. And, and I, yeah. you know, I again, you, you get some of that mercenary. Right. You know, Richardson's kind of that too. Oh yeah, without question. I mean, that's definitely who Clowney's become. I mean, Namakong Sue's that guy. I mean. I mean, some good players. Rebus was like that at the end of his career. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, get all the money you can. I don't blame the player. Just, I don't know. It it, it could backfire. It doesn't really move the needle for me with the Browns. No. I, I think we'll see clips today that they're the team to beat in the North. Yeah. Or can they challenge the Chiefs? And just, you know, Vegas odds will change. And it doesn't do that for me. No, not no, at all. No. Not at all. Um, Monday after we were done, uh, the Julian Edelman news hit everywhere. Yeah. And the thing that struck me about it quickly, and I wrote about it that night, was like the Hall of Fame put out a thing saying, Julian Edelman will be eligible for the Hall of Fame in, in 2026. Five years from now, whatever, right. They don't do that for everybody, first of all. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Secondly, Julian Edelman is in no way, shape, or form a Hall of Fame player. I 100% agree. I uh, had a long conversation about it yesterday on my podcast 
And in a way, I feel bad because had a great career. Yeah, I mean, I'm not di- I'm not discounting you know what, I mean? what the guy like, did. And I had people coming after me on on Twitter when I tweeted out the story. You're an idiot, blah blah blah. I'm like, look, I said the guy's a great football player. Great football player. He's not a Hall of Famer. No, I mean, immediately that's the new thing. As soon as you retire, Hall of Fame or not, you know, as opposed to. He should be in the Patriots circle of oh, honor absolutely. or whatever. Absolutely. And, you know, and I'm, I mean, he'll be beloved in Boston player. forever. Right. Right. Never should buy a beer in Boston again. You know what I mean? But the way I look at it, and I think you sent me this. It might have been a buddy of mine. They compared Heinz Ward's numbers to Edelman's. Have you seen these? I, I did the same thing, yeah. Okay. Because If Edelman's, you compare Wes Welker's numbers That's the other name Edelman's. I was going to bring up. Like, I think Welker's better than Edelman. Yeah. And he has better numbers. And it was he was the pioneer there too. I mean, he yeah. sort of paved the way for him. Edelman's a great player, and his postseason numbers are awesome. But I think Ward has no chance of being in the in the Hall of Fame. And Ward, I'd probably rather play against Edelman. Yeah. And Ward's got better numbers. It's exactly what I wrote. Yeah, um, but, and I said, look, you know, I get it. Um, you know, I sat in in that in the the, the room a couple of years ago, and listened to Ron Borges talking about how. And he was the the Boston mm, okay. uh, representative on, yeah, on sure. the Hall of Fame committee, talking about how those Patriot teams. He was uh, speaking specifically about the early, the okay. three early titles. Rables, yeah, and, yeah. So it's you know he, you know I think Ty Law is the only one that's that's in from that group. Yeah. And, um, he said so. Essentially, what people were saying is it was it was Belichick's team, Brady, and a bunch of slappies on that team because nobody else is in the in the Hall of Fame. Um, and I, I said, look, I, uh, this is not an anti-Patriot thing. I voted for Richard Seymour. Yeah, oh yeah, for Seymour the Hall of Fame. Was one I think is getting Julian spiked. Edelman is not a Hall of Fame player. No. I'm sorry, six hundred so career catches. Yeah, in twelve I, years, I, I don't think he, so at no point in his career was he considered a top five wide receiver. Not even close. I mean, those slot machines put up numbers, but most of their catches are long handoffs. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I it, slots in general, you know, the Welkers, the Amendolas, even the Michael Thomases of the world now. You got to be a tough sob. I mean, because you don't get pushed out of bounds right. by you know five nine cornerbacks. I mean, sometimes deep tackles fall on you, and it's not for everyone. But what we're seeing now from slot guys, Tyree kills a perfect example. They'll burn you over the top. You know, yeah. Edelman was a very one-dimensional guy, and he was a long handoff. And to me, that was not, you know, a Hall of Fame special yeah. player. It, go- it goes back to the Steve Tasker argument. Right, 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 I right. I mean, good football player. Sure. Played a great role on a, on, on good teams. Great teams, on right. great, Yeah. Limited. But that doesn't mean that you're a Hall of Famer. No, no. I yeah, you know, agree. somebody's gave it, well, how is Lynn Swan a Hall of Famer if, if Julian Edelman's not? Look at the numbers. The numbers are... Look, I looked this up. Right, right. In 1978, the first year that the NFL went through a 16-game schedule, mm-hmm. there were 4,000-yard receivers in the league, and Steve Largent led all wide receivers, I believe, with 77 catches. Who's also a Hall of Famer. Who's also a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. It was a completely different ball game. It was. It was. I mean, 4,000-yard receivers, if that happened Four. a couple of years ago, there were like 4,000-yard rushers. <laughs> Right, right. You know, they, I mean, teams I think don't there's throw an the argument against Swan. Don't get me wrong; he didn't play a super long time. Doesn't have great numbers, but for the way he had I had great recall, numbers for his time, though. I was saying, from what I recall, he was one of the top five receivers. Yeah, without question, also on a great team. And I do think that I understand the Patriot argument of 
60s Packers, 70s Steelers, 80s um, Niners, maybe even early 90s Cowboys. Like, they're littered with Hall of Famers. But the way the Patriots were constructed wasn't that same way. And free agency was a thing back then. Like, the Steelers wouldn't have kept Joe Green, Lambert, Right, those guys would have been (laughs) moving around. Right, right. You can't put the franchise tag on all of them. So, you know, times were different. I mean, they were built – Gronk's going to go, and but they're not going to have the same percentage of them that the Steelers and those teams no. I mentioned will. No, I mean, no way. And, and, it was turnover. Quite frankly, I mean, Belichick's partly to blame for that. Oh, absolutely. He, I mean, look, put it this way: he's not in the business of putting guys in the Hall of Fame. If, yeah, right. He's trying to win. He's trying to win, right, to win right, football right. games. If uh, the the guy that they traded to the Cardinals, uh, the, the, like Chandler Jones, for Ch- example, if, okay, right, if right, Chandler right. Jones stays in in New England, mm-hmm. he's probably on a Hall of Fame track right now, right? Right. He'd I mean, have a couple of Super Bowls in his name. He probably yeah. has, you know, 80 sacks at this point. People right. would be saying, yeah, Chandler Jones, probably a Hall of Famer. And even Richard Seymour, who we mentioned, right. he trades him to the Raiders right when he started to decline. For But he picked up more than a first-round pick for him. I mean, right. he was a big-name guy. You right. Know, like at the Forrest Buckner-type trade from a year ago. So, I mean, he's not going to stick with them super long. He's going to bring in a lot of guys. The league turns over a heck of a lot faster. And Brady made a lot of – Average football players, great. Right. <laughs> you know? it was, uh, yeah. So or, uh, you great, know, good football players, great. You know, uh, I, I get the the you know the, the people in Boston are, are you know, wow he's he's you know Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I don't see it at the, all. Sorry. National. T- I mean, we just devoted five minutes talking about it. National TV shows are doing this on. He's an automatic Hall of Famer. Get out of here with that I, crap. I'm close. Especially Please. in this era. I mean, yeah. Who who are some of the rec- put it? Let's put things. it this way. When Marquise Pouncey retired earlier this year, yeah, Marquise Pouncey was on the All-Decade team mm-hmm. for the 2010s, and a lot more Pro Bowl. The Hall of Fame didn't put out a thing saying, "Hey, Marquise Pouncey's going to be eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2026." Good point. Good point. And he's at least as deserving. Probably more so. Probably I mean, more so. When we've had that center. Edelman, Edelman was never a Pro Bowl player. Never. Never made a Pro Bowl. Two. Never. Right. Never was All Pro. Right. None. Right. Not one. I'm not sure he was ever the best receiver on his team. If you include Gronk. There's that. Or James White. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, really good play. I mean, he was the best receiver on your team last year. Last year, he hardly played. <laughs> right. Worst passing game in the league. No, he's great. But, like, Torrey Holt's not in yet. Right. And and that's that was my argument. Like, why Heinz Ward is, is never – he's not going to get in the not, Hall of Fame. No, he's, he can't even become a finalist. Yeah. And because now, now people look at the numbers. Like, well, but you can't measure today's numbers versus numbers from – you know, twenty five years ago, right? No, no you can't. Question, you can't. But you can measure. But I know Edelman played in this era. But like, who's up this year? I think Andre Johnson's up this year. Andre Johnson versus Edelman. Like, who do you not think close. Edelman wants to play against? Not close. <laughs> he's not even close. Yeah. I mean, and he's not even the Calvin level or the the no brainer Julio's or and Larry's. And, somebody you know. brought up AJ Green. Like AJ Green was a was has been a dominant player for. He at least was in the best players and, in the. Position. And has better numbers than Edelman. If he retires, nobody's saying, well, A.J. Green's a slam dunk for the Hall of Fame. Right. Bad teams. Ed- Green was a better player. Yeah. I mean, if they never Who'd you rather play that, against? Much rather play against Edelman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All day long. I mean, the, the taste in your mouth for Green the last year or two aren't great, but he was a top five receiver for five years in a row. Right. Or at least. I mean, yeah. I, I, that's a good example. So I just think the whole thing is silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happens, it leads you down a road to where you have to sit there and I again, I have nothing but respect for Julian Edelman as a player. Absolutely, but this is a high bar. But let's let's stop with this crap for him. Right. I mean, come on. Again, I go back to the pouncy thing. 
nobody's talking this way. I mean, people in Pittsburgh talked about it, mm-hmm. you know, as Pouncey a Hall of Famer. It wasn't a national thing that, you know. No, no, he's not getting that buzz. They weren't talking right. about it on NFL Network and, and ESPN right. constantly and all, every time you turn a radio on that on national show. the best show. centers this generation retired, you know. Again. Like if Alex Mack didn't play yeah. again, we wouldn't hear that either. No. You know? Right, right, right. So I don't plan on going down this road, and I'm not bashing Steelers. But I really think when you – it's the sniff test. Like, when you say a name, is he a Hall of Famer or not? If it's a yes right off the bat, he should be in. If he's not, like, frankly, Terrell Davis, I'm not sure Bill Cowher. I mean, like, right. there's some guys lately the last five years that I think have gotten in that don't get the automatic stamp of approval, and by no means would Edelman be even to their level. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the guys that I had questions that went in. I mean, I, I again, I sat in that room a couple of years ago, and Torrey Holt doesn't get in. Right. Reggie Wayne... I think he's up this year. Yeah, he it's made it this year, but he, he, yeah. that was his first year. He didn't get in. He didn't get in. Right, they're you know? better players. Yeah, I mean, took Isaac Bruce a long time. Took Tim Brown a long time. You know, the recent ones. You know, Edelman's not close to those guys. Not even in the same. And they're even a generation behind him. I mean, the right. receivers now are better. Yeah, much better. Yeah, I mean, you you just look around the league, and, and part, again, I get it. Part yeah. of it is they're throwing the ball more than ever. And his postseason numbers are tremendous. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that carries a lot of weight. He also played rating. 19 postseason games, which doesn't hurt. <laughs> You're going to have some you know? numbers, right. But his numbers, his postseason numbers still pale in comparison to Jerry Rice. Oh, sure, like, sure. Yeah. As, as every receiver's does. But, mm-hmm. again, that doesn't – okay, you played on some good, you played on some great teams. Good for you. Absolutely. You, you came up big in a Super Bowl and, yeah. and, and did – Major re- contributor to those teams. Absolutely. Right. You got the Super Bowl ring. I don't, that doesn't necessarily get you a gold jacket. Yeah, I, I think this is where you were going with from the start, though. I was just kind of shocked how the major networks, the national people, that was the immediate conversation. Yeah. Not, boy, a great player retired, yeah. tremendous, but immediately it goes to Hall of Fame. And then it forces you to throw dirt on the on the grave. You're like, you're, right, right, right. Like, no, he's not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, it should be in their ring of honor or whatever. Tremendous, but no, he's not to that level. Yeah, you know, I agree. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, We want to thank Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air throughout the course of the show, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.